good day. Hello, good times. <laughs> hello, good day. Hello, good day. Hello, good times. Good days of times. Um, Welcome to Three Funny Ladies. That's Joseph Bartholomew Bailey. That is Susan Penelope Jacobs. Oh, Penelope's a cute name. It is. Uh, how, how are you? I'm fine. <laughs> Tired. Okay. Tired all the time. Me too. This I, I think it's this weather, this Michigan weather. It's not. It's a beautiful day today. Yeah, but and then I think tomorrow it's plummeting again. Yeah, it rains tomorrow, and then it's in the forties after that. Oh, cool, 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 cool. But today is in the seventies. <laughs> a beautiful November day. Yeah, yeah. In um, although we are uh, a blue state again. Yes, totally so blue. That is good fucking news for the first time in forty years. In forty years. That's we got to keep crazy. Big Gretch. I, I, I didn't really think we would get Tudor Dixon, but I didn't think we would get Trump. So you know, right, um, right. You never know what's going to happen. Tudor Dixon these sounds days. these days. She sounds like a character from a bad romance novel. Like her she name does. sounds made up. Yeah. Like yeah. nothing screams white privilege like the name Tudor Dixon. Yeah. And she was in some sort of movie or something. Um, she was in some sort of porn. Was it a porn or was it like a... It was porn. I know this because one of Pete's friends is in love with her. Not because of her personality. Not because of her personality. He's... Okay, he's in lust with her, let's mm, say. Okay. He finds her very attractive. Thinks she's a horrible person, but finds her very attractive. Oh, vampire porn. That's what it was. She was in a vampire porno, but what makes it worse is she didn't even take part of the porn. She was just like... In, like, she was just there. Like an Like, extra? if you're going to be in a porno... Yeah, like, if you're going to be in a porno have the sex that's weird right that makes it weirder doesn't it yeah i mean like i would be ashamed of that like no i wasn't in porno yes you were no i wasn't and then it would you would find out that the reason i was denying it is because i didn't even have sex in the porno yeah well she can go back to where she came from she can go back to that vampire porn and of Um, course where i am rehearsing now you know in mid-michigan it's all those Tudor Dixon for governor for families is what her signs say. Like, what does that mean? For I want families stop and go up to all of them and just write ha ha over them. <laughs> you should. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, so that's good. What else is happening? Just uh, in the midst of rehearsals. How is that going so it's- far? Fine. I just spend a lot of time in my car. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I couldn't and I've discovered, that. unfortunately, with my new car that it takes me half a tank of gas oh, no. round trip. Oh, no. Yep. So I'm pretty much filling up just about every day. Oh, that's, that's bad. Yeah. Um, but Tech Week is net, or we start techs, tech rehearsals next week. Oh, that's soon. You yeah. just started. Yeah, we have uh, our first show is two weeks from yesterday. Okay, there you go. See, and how long do you run? Uh, till the twenty third of December. Good God! Yeah. All right, that's where it sucks. That's um, and I have to get off book before tomorrow night. Oh, good luck! Good luck! Good luck! So yeah, but I have been um doing a lot of uh audiobooks. So I listened to this book called Best Movie Year Ever. And what year was that? 1999. Really? Yeah, which was really I it was 1986. It was a really interesting book. Um, it just talked about all of the innovation that happened in 1999. And they kind of go, each chapter is either like a movie or two or three movies. So like Blair Witch Project, Fight Club, The Matrix... Um, and others. Sixth Sense. And I'm I'm sorry, what is this called? Best Movie Year Ever. And also, one thing that struck me, there were fewer than half a dozen sequels released in 1999. Interesting. So crazy. Um, 
But yeah, it made me want to watch most of those movies again. I haven't seen them in a long time, with some exceptions like American Beauty, which is a movie that I hate. And uh, but yeah, so that was good. And uh, now I am almost done with Matthew Perry's book. What do you think about it so far? Because from the blurbs I've seen, um, and this is you know media manipulating it. But I, I want to be like, shut up, Matthew Perry. No one cares. There is a lot of that. I am torn. I, um, I really enjoyed, of course, all the Friends stuff. Sure. I enjoy that he talks money. Uh, like, oh, I did that pilot and I was paid $22,500 for it. Oh. Or like I had to charter a private jet from Switzerland to Los Angeles and paid $175,000 for it. Like that sort of stuff I find interesting. Right. Okay. Um, it get It's also not linear, totally, like the Alexander Billings book was not. Um, it also was just addiction, sober relapse addiction sober relapse Mm -hmm, addiction mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's just tiring like your whole life has been addiction getting sober relapsing and And like knowing how i mean i understand that it's a disease but just knowing how horrible your relapse is going to be and yet you still like wait what did i say how your, how horrible your relapse is going to be. Okay, that's not what I meant. How horrible getting sober is going to be. Sober will be, uh-huh. But yet you still relapse. is just crazy to me. And at one point, he was taking 55 Valium a day. Like, this is how bad. How is he alive? His, well, he almost has, at one point, this is, there are spoilers galore. So if you don't want to hear this, then just fast forward. His colon exploded at one point. He had a colostomy bag Holy for like <laughs> six months. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, <laughs> um, he estimates that he has spent upwards of seven million dollars trying to get sober. Oh my god! He's been in and, and that's out not of, including the drugs he bought. Exactly. Be being in a sober house, buying drugs off people. Oh yeah. Also, just really bad entitled behavior, which. Sure. He recognizes, which is good, but like being in the hospital and not and smoking in his hospital room, first of all, until they told him that he's not allowed to smoke in his hospital room. So then he would check himself out of the hospital, go outside and smoke and then come back in and check himself back in, which was like an hours long process. So things like just walk outside. That's I I don't know. Um, addiction is one of those things. I'm grateful every day that I do not. Oh my God. Yeah. Have that issue. My God. Um, because I could, I can kind of see, I can, I can sort of, as much as someone who doesn't have addiction, I can sort of envision it like, Oh my God, that must be fucking terrible. Yeah. Just terrible. And just having all of that money, first of all, Cause like for right. the last two years on friends, they were making a million dollars a week. Can you, I know. Right. I, like, I can't even fathom what that is, but just no. having all of that money and all of that time on your hands and then just being broken, like just from his childhood, he's just been a broken person and like seeking refuge, obviously in drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. But so it's interesting. Um, yeah, I anticipate I'll finish that tomorrow and then I don't know what I'm going to listen to, but that's been good. My and then commuting. does Jennifer Aniston have a book? No, I want her to though. Because she's been, I wonder if she will, because she has been in the news lately too, because um, I saw a headline that was like that Brad Pitt left her because she couldn't have kids. And it's always been this thing where she didn't want kids and she says that wasn't true. She can't have them. She did a whole IVF journey and everything. And it didn't work out. Yep. I read that. I read about the IVF. I didn't read about Brad Pitt, but he is, he's so garbage anyway, but heartbreaking. Um, yeah. Especially when you're then labeled as this person that you're not like, it's okay if you don't want kids, that's totally acceptable. 
and probably the saner option on it, honestly. Yeah. But to want them badly and be labeled with that and sort of accept it just because it's easier. Yeah. That must be so dep- Oh gosh. Poor thing. It's interesting. I've been thinking about them a lot because Matthew Perry is 53 and single and no children. And, you know, she also does not have children. And I don't know. I mean, obviously we know that Lisa Kudrow does and Courtney Cox does. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the other two boys though. I don't know if David Schwimmer is I don't think married with children or Matt LeBlanc. Um, but yeah, Jennifer Aniston is on the cover of the latest uh, Allure magazine, which is maybe their that's where it's from. final issue. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it's um, interesting. Final print issue. It's ah, just so weird. It's just so weird to li- live in a world without like magazines, even though I don't like yeah. read magazines anymore, but it's just weird to like think about. Well, I told you I have this mysterious uh, subscription to People Magazine. Yeah. I don't know why I have it or who got it for me or, or whatever, but I have it. Um, And I used to be obsessed with People Magazine. My mother, we would get a People Magazine and an Inquirer every week. Oh, my God. Sounds like my mother. Treat. Um, And I was obsessed, obsessed with it. And now I get them. And I'm like, nah. it's just our attention spans have been so compressed yep. by all the other shit. Um, and you know, it's, this is hard for me to say, but I'm okay with it because the world stuff, it just changes. It changes. Yeah. What was I? Oh, okay. I was watching the movie Super 8. Have you seen Super 8? Yes. A long time ago though. Oh my God. I love that movie. I do too, but I don't really remember. I love it. I love it. I love it. I should watch it again. And at one point, the sheriff goes to the gas station, and this kid is listening to a Walkman because it pl- takes place in 1979. And he's like, "Nah, I can't get into that. That's walking around with your music. That's weird." <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and so I've decided to embrace change because if I don't, I I will go crazy. But the uh, I I just the only things that I don't want to let go of are movies in a movie theater, and I I just pray that that never goes away. Yeah. Yeah, it's I've been thinking about that a lot lately too because I just turned on the TV the other day and I saw like on the TV homepage that my policeman is available to watch the Harry Styles movie. Oh. And I'm like, "Oh, it's like movies aren't even a thing." You know what I mean? It just always used to know, be like and I hate that. I release really dates and like that. what's opening, when is it opening? And now it's like, "Oh, yeah. I can just I didn't even know check was, the paper." Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even know it was here and I just it's like, "Oh, I can just watch it." on my TV whenever I want to. And, and, and then you and forget an, about it and then you don't watch it. And then it's like, yeah. you know, it just makes movies we, less special. We make a point to like, we already have our tickets for Wakanda forever. Um, and we're going to make a point to see glass onion in the theater as well. It's like um, movies just have become content. Well, yes, because uh, glass onion, it's only going to be in the theater a week. Yeah. Just for Oscar was, consideration. Uh, um, and just uh, looking up our movies today, um, you know, back when we were kids, movies were in the movie theater for like, holy shit, months. Mm-hmm. Yep. Months. Um, so, yeah, I just I hope that never goes away. I, I, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. I, I'm crossing my fingers that it won't. But everything else, like I thought about I haven't been to Target and I don't know how many years in two years at least. That's uh, that's crazy. Yeah. I go every week. That's weird. Next time you want to go, let me know. All right. Yeah, I might need to pay a visit. I miss her. Welcome to this edition of the Olds. (laughs) The Olds. Um, What else? I started watching The Vow season two today. Yeah, I. So I had rehearsal yesterday afternoon and then I got home. I'm going to circle back around to you. I'm not like being like, oh, cool, cool. I'm not talking about that. Um, Cool. Shut the fuck up. So Joe and I didn't have anything uh, off of the network television to watch. So we were trying to figure out what to start. And that was one of the suggestions. But Joe was not too enthused about it. So we started to watch you know, Reboot. So far, it's not. Uh, Peter loves Reboot. Um, it's We watched the first one. It's super funny. Go. So far, it's not that exciting. The most exciting thing is they talked to Nancy Salzman. I wondered. It looked like they it looked like 
that was part of it from something I saw. Yeah, that's why we were so excited when they first were saying, oh, season two is coming. Um, but even her stuff is just like, okay. All right. She's lying. Okay. Does she try to spin it like, I didn't know anything? Yes. she. she so her argument is that the only thing wrong with Nexium is DOS. What they call the sorority where the women were getting branded. And that she didn't know about that. That wasn't part of her purview. Okay. Which I can believe that because no one ever said she was a member. No one ever said she was there. Like I can believe that she didn't have anything to do with it. Okay. But then they cut to Keith having a meeting with everyone and it's like DOS is not part of Nexium. There are people that are in DOS that aren't in Nexium, which is, come on, that's bullshit. Um, and so she's spinning it like DOS is the only thing wrong with Nexium, and she didn't know anything about it. And she's mad because what DOS did brought all the other companies, because they call all their little factions within Nexium, they call them companies. It brought her company down. And so she's upset and she's angry with Keith and she's angry with this. Blah, 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 blah. But like, honey, honey, <laughs> honey. <laughs> Um, she's a wackadoo, just like the rest of them. Yeah, I I find it having not seen this, but I find it difficult to believe. I mean, it's not like Nexium was like this huge fucking corporation. Like, I just find it difficult to believe that she would not have at least gotten a whisper of it or heard something along the grapevine about right. this because her daughter was one of the leaders of it. Right. Exactly. That's right. I totally forgot that. Because yeah. she says that the way she was told is her daughter took her for a walk to tell her and she was mad and her daughter it's like you come on. Like I more believe that her and Keith got together and he was like, This thing is going on and they're all sucking my dick. And she was like, That's <laughs> gross. Okay, I don't need to know about it. And then he came to her later and was like, Listen, shit's hitting the fan, pretend you don't know. And she was like, Okay, cool. Like yeah. that, I believe. For sure. Um, whatever. They're all wackadoodle. Yeah, just where it like strains credibility. It's like you're gonna say what you're gonna say to keep yourself out of hot water, but like don't fucking right. insult our intelligence. Right. It's just ugh. What else? Uh Brandy Joe encouraged me to watch Smile, which I did, and that was freaky. Mm. Um did you watch it? No, I don't really have okay. the interest. Okay. Watch Barbarian. Yeah. Barbarian was that. like meh. Yeah, that's how I felt too. It's meh. Um that's it. Yeah, I can't uh, think of anything else that I've done or said or looked at or <laughs> done or said or looked at uh, in the past week outside yeah. of driving in my car. Yeah. Outside of driving in your car. I drove all night. <laughs> Shall we talk about our lady? Let's. Let's talk about her. I chose this week. The lovely Martha Plimpton, because I adore her. First memory um, of Martha P? Uh, the Goonies. Obviously. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For me, One Hondo P. Yeah. Um, the Goonies. Um, and like, honestly, I didn't even see her in. I don't know that I saw her in movies afterward, because a lot of the stuff that she did while I was still growing up was more of stuff I wouldn't have been allowed to watch. So I don't know that I even caught back up with her until um uh what's it's what's it's called? Um that show with the yeah. baby raising hope. Oh raising hope. Um but she I loved her so much that she's someone that I just knew I always loved and she was always, you know, in my mind. So she lives in my mind. Um and in your heart. And in my heart and in my soul. Uh, her name is Martha Campbell Plimpton. She was born November 16th. Oh, she has a birthday coming up. Um, uh -huh. 1970. She's an American actress. She was born in New York City, and she's the daughter of actors Keith Carradine. I always forget that. Me too. Oh, I'm so sorry. I need to put one pin in this yes. for just one second. I need to it. backtrack because okay. I was been meaning to say this and I forgot. Do you know who Matthew Perry's stepfather is? Yes, I do. Hold, hold, hold. It's coming to me. Oh, fuck. 
it's someone I like, I think. It is. And I had it, I someone I love, I think. Either uh, didn't know or totally forgot. Oh, oh, it's right on the tip of my brain. Who is it? It's Keith Morrison. That's yes, that's right. It's Keith Morrison. Isn't that weird? It's so weird. Okay, sorry. Keith Carradine, which is also something I totally did not remember either. Yeah, I forget that. Um, who's her, her mother? Matt while perform uh Shelly Plimpton. Okay. Uh, her parents uh, met while performing in the original Broadway run of Hair. Oh, my goodness. Uh, her paternal grandfather, obviously, is John Carradine. She is an eighth cousin once removed to writer and ed- editor George Plimpton. She's also related to cartoonist Bill Plimpton, despite the differing different spelling. Hmm. Uh, she attended the professional children's school in Manhattan. And her first stage appearance was with her mother. Was when her mother brought her on stage in costume for the curtain call of the short-lived play *The Leaf People*. Hmm. Um. Then another play, and then it says, "Then another play in *The Ass and the Heart*." Sure, okay. Um. In 1985, Plimpton met actor River Phoenix. They did not actually uh, initially get along. But then they began a romantic relationship in February 1986 while co-starring in Peter Weir's The Mosquito Coast. They went on to co-star in the Sidney Lumet film Running on Empty. And their relationship ended in June 1989 due to Phoenix's substance abuse. Nonetheless, they sustained a close friendship until his death in 1993. That was so sad. Uh, Plimpton later stated, when we split up, a lot of it was that I had learned that screaming, fighting, and begging wasn't going to change him. He had to change for himself, and he didn't want to yet. <laughs> Plimpton resides part-time in London, and her visa is allowing her to stay until 2024. Hmm. Um, Plimpton, Plimpton is an abortion rights campaigner who has lobbied Congress on behalf of Planned Parenthood and is on the board of directors of Women's Rights Association. Oh my God. Women's rights organization A is for. According to the organization's website, Plimpton has been politically active in abortion rights since her teenage years and speaks at campuses and rallies. In 2014, Plimpton wrote, Plimpton wrote a lengthy article decrying both U.S. Supreme Court decisions in uh, Bur- Burwell versus Hobby Lobby and McCullen versus Coakley. Uh, and revealing in part that she herself had had an abortion more than once. Oh my gosh. Uh, she wrote that her purpose was a to contribute to the dismantling of an oppressive artificial and unfair shaming of women who seek abortion care b make clear just how normal common and healthy a decision it is for women who can make it and c to encourage women who are part of this one third to be unashamed and come out of the abortion closet in september 2017 plimpton created controversy when she again said she had multiple abortions and said one she received at planned parenthood in seattle was her best one she has you she has you know out of all the ones i've had that one was the best um she has advocated for lgbt right causes in a twitter post in march 19 nope absolutely not 2016, she stated that transgender rights and abortion rights are linked. Um, and that is the personal. She's another one that keeps it close to the vest uh, professionally, uh, personally. She's 51 years old. I can't believe That's it. That's crazy. That is fucking nuts. Uh, so let's hear about her uh, her work. Her work. Um, Martha Plimpton began her career as a model, securing an early 1980s campaign for Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein! Yeah, making an impression as a sophisticated but tomboyish little girl. Mm-hmm. She made her feature film debut in 1981 with a small role in the film Rollover. In 1984, she appeared in The River Rat opposite Tommy Lee Jones, but her breakthrough performance was as Steph Steinbrenner in the 1985 film The Goonies. Later that same year, she also appeared in the sitcom Family Ties, and uh, that began uh, her string of getting cast as a rebellious tomboy. 
um, including her performance in the 1985 film, The Mosquito Coast. Uh, after that, she appeared in the 1987 film Shy People, uh, which is a movie that I love. Uh, in 1988, she appeared in Running on Empty, uh, in which she appeared opposite River Phoenix. Also, in her late teenage years, she was active in theater, performing in regional theater in Seattle, where her mother lived at the time. She was also in the 1988 Woody Allen film, Another Woman, and uh, played the independent teenage daughter of Diane Wiest in Parenthood. I guess I should mm. say Diane Wiest's character. Uh, <laughs> she is Diane Wiest's daughter. <laughs> Parenthood grossed over $126 million and received wow. two Oscar nominations, making it her most successful movie appearance since The Goonies. In the 1990s, she appeared in uh, Stanley and Iris, opposite Robert De Niro and Jane Fonda. Uh, uh, she was in I Shot Andy Warhol in 1996. Uh, she then became involved with the Steppenwolf Theater Company in Chicago, uh, appearing in Hedda Gabler and other shows. In 1998, she appeared in the John Waters film Pecker. Uh, the film received mixed reviews. Um, but her work was praised. In 1999, she was in the film 200 Cigarettes. In the late 90s and early 2000s, she was suddenly doing a lot of television. Uh, when asked why, she said, I needed to make money. When I was doing theater, I was living <laughs> off my savings. After about 10 years of that, wow. you don't have savings anymore. Yeah. Uh, I don't live high on the hog. I've lived in the same apartment in New York my entire life. Oh, wow. I know. The fact that I live in that apartment has meant that I haven't had to whore myself out, thank God. But I was not making any fucking money or able to put any away. I was living hand to mouth. And because I was doing so much theater, people in movies were not interested in me. When I was a kid, doing television was a major step down. I had to work really hard to change my perception of that. From my perspective, doing episodic television was one step above doing commercials. That was the snob in me. I had very <laughs> little respect for it. Most of the shows were procedural and soapy, but I ended up getting some really good parts. That was important. If the part isn't good, don't bother. Then she was on an episode of Seventh Heaven. She says, then the Seventh Heaven thing came along, and that was extraordinary because I ended up working on a deal with them where I would act in one episode if they allowed me to write another one. Oh, wow. I know, and she did. She wrote um, a Valentine's Day musical episode uh, that aired uh, the following year, and she says that they... Uh, were great to work with because they didn't change anything in her script. Um, wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Cause I wouldn't have thought it from that show. Yeah. Me either. In 1999, she had a recurring role in the sixth season of the NBC medical drama ER. Oh my God. Remember ER? Yeah. And that was show was on for fucking ever forever. And now it's been off forever. I know. In 2002, she was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for a guest appearance on the television drama Law, Law and Order, Special Victims Unit. And from October 2006 to May 2007, she was in the stage play The Coast of Utopia, which was a trilogy of plays by Tom Stoppard. She won a Drama Desk Award for her work and was nominated for a Tony Award as Best Featured Actress in a Play. From August to September of 2007, she appeared in A Midsummer Night's Dream at the Public Theater, Shakespeare in the Park, playing Helena. Uh, mm. She co-founded a production company called Everything is Horrible, which has produced short films for the intranet. In 2006, she appeared in Shining City on Broadway with Oliver Platt, which Joe and I saw. How was it? Uh, I hate, I hated it. Hated it. I was so angry. And now I love really? that play. Oh my God. I love that play so much now. At the time, I just didn't understand it. And I okay. was so angry. Um, <laughs> I love that. She received a second Tony nomination in 2008 
for, again, for Best Performance by a Featured Actress in a Play for her work in Top Girls. And in November of 2008, she was in the Roundabout Theater Company revival of Pal Joey, uh, which is a musical. And she received her third consecutive Tony nomination for Best Featured Actress in a Musical. In 2008, Entertainment Weekly uh, listed her as one of the hardest working actors in showbiz. Um, She said at one point that uh, she was doing jury duty and somebody there said, you always play drug addicts. She says, I played a few on TV and imagine because the shows get replayed, it seems like more. But yeah, people tend to see me as the pregnant teenage heroin addict. In November of 2009, she signed on for the Fox sitcom Raising Hope, which, this is crazy to me, was the first show on which she was a series regular. That's weird. So weird. The show premiered on September 21st, 2010, receiving strong reviews for Plimpton and for the show. Um, Did you watch it? I did. I love that show. I love it, too. So funny. She was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. Uh, she then had a recurring role in the CBS legal drama The Good Wife from 2009 to 2013. Her performance earned her an Emmy Award for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Drama Series in 2012. Uh, in January 2010, she performed a one-woman show called Martha Plimpton Sings. For Lincoln Center's <laughs> American Songbook program, which I wish I would have known about. It sounds amazing. She sang God Bless America during the seventh inning stretch of Game 3 of the 2010 World Series in Texas. Uh-huh. I know. Uh-huh. In December of 2010, uh, the Steppenwolf Theater announced that she uh, would be the guest of honor at their second annual Salute to Women in the Arts. And in July of 2019, they revealed that she had left the Steppenwolf Theater Ensemble. Hmm. In 2011, she appeared in the New York Philharmonic's staged production of Stephen Sondheim's Company with Neil Patrick Harris as the lead. Uh, I know, gross for him, not her. Uh, She then starred in The Real O'Neills, an ABC sitcom that premiered in 2016. In September of 2019, uh, it was revealed that she would voice, uh, would be a voice in Frozen 2. And in 2022, she reunited with Raising Hope creator Greg Garcia and co-star Garrett Dillahunt for the Freebie series Sprung, which I've watched three of those. It's really funny. It's very... Raising Hope. Okay. They don't play the most sophisticated people. And Um, they work so good together. Oh, my God. I love the two of them together. Um, And it's all set during the pandemic lockdown, and they rob people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, yeah. it's That makes me laugh uh, all by itself. Okay, great. So, yeah. So, that is Martha Plimptonian. Plimptonian. (laughs) Well... Um, I was going to tell you to guess what movie I picked, but that would be cheating since you had to watch it. Yes, because I already know. And it wouldn't be uh, a guess. I, it would not be a guess, but I picked The Goonies. Goonies! Because it has a special place in my heart. I love that movie so much. It, The Goonies is a 1985 American adventure comedy film co-produced and directed by Richard Donner from the screenplay by Chris Columbus, based on a story by Steven Spielberg. All of that is so weird to me. What do you mean? I don't know. Like when we, uh, Joe and I were watching, watched it together and he was like, why didn't Steven Spielberg just direct it? And I'm like, yeah, or Chris Columbus. Like, it just seems weird yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm wondering we could probably figure it out if we did a short Goog, like what was happening in 1984, 83, 85 to see what Spielberg was doing. Yeah. Um, I guess he might've been he working on color purple by then. Cause that came out in 85. Uh, okay. That's probably what yes, it was. That might've been that. Um, ugh, Steven Spielberg. I love him. Anyway, in the film, uh, kids who live in the goondocks neighborhood of Astoria, Oregon, Oregon, 
Sorry. Attempt to save... That was weird. Uh, attempt to save their homes from foreclosure. And in doing so, they discovered an old treasure map that takes them on an adventure to unearth the long-lost fortune of One-Eyed Willie, a legendary 17th century pirate. During the adventure, they are chased by a family of criminals who want the treasure for themselves. This movie... So... Tell me. When I turned 40 years old... um. Peter asked me what I wanted for my birthday and I was feeling some sort of way and I'm trying, Oh my God, I'm going to cry. God Mm. damn it. Okay. Tuesday was Michael's birthday. He would have been 60 years old. Oh my gosh. I know. Isn't that crazy? Um, and even looking at the Wikipedia page for this movie, I was getting emotional. So if I, if I get emotional, please just make fun of me. Um, so I I don't know maybe it was because I was turning forty I don't know he was like what do you want for your birthday and fuck <laughs> and I said I would like to be able to go to the movies with my brother again that's what I want for my birthday because <laughs> he always took me to the movies for my birthday mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> Peter threw me a surprise party. And he, it was at Go Comedy, and he uh, showed the movie The Goonies, and he served popcorn. Oh, <laughs> oh that is the sweetest thing that I have ever heard. Um, I can't believe I don't know this story. Uh, all the movies I saw, except for E.T., all the movies I saw when I was little was with my brother. Um, but for some reason, Goonies stands out to me because I will re- always remember the feeling of the opening chase scene. And I don't know why. Like I was, I remember just sitting in the theater, being like, <gasps> like with the police cars. <laughs> yes, with the police cars, and they're just, oh god, I just love it so much. Um, and uh, the, the their that house, I wanted their house, mm-hmm. and uh, it just everything was so beautiful, and just you know, the teens who have an adventure is just the perfect sort of 80s summer movie one hundo i love it so much and martha plimpton in this <laughs> i love her she's just the exasperated the fact that she's friends with like the popular cheerleader like she's best friends with the popular cheerleader <laughs> <laughs> and she just has no time for any of these people and then she falls for Corey feldman's character i know uh that Which was makes weird. No sense whatsoever. None. And uh, part of the trivia is that they hated each other. That's what Joe told me. Uh, which I can totally see. I can totally see Martha Plimpton being like, shut the fuck up, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I, you may be a kid, but I can tell that you're going to be a piece of crap. <laughs> you're already a piece of work. <laughs> you're just you're trash <laughs> um so the there is some pretty uh interesting trivia from this this first one i want to scream out loud according to sean astin he was allowed to keep the treasure map used in the film several years later his mother patty duke which i always forget that too that his mother joe was like joe didn't know that either or had forgotten it <clears throat> and his dad is uh gomez mm-hmm. uh gomez adams uh Several years later, his mother, Patty Duke, discovered it, thought it was just a crinkled piece of paper, and threw it out. Oh, no. Uh, like, just open it. Like, just take a perusal. Like, just look at it. Um, When the rocks are falling from the cave ceiling, Data screams, holy S-H-I-T. And he said he spelled it instead of saying it because he promised his mother he wouldn't use any bad language in the movie. Oh, my God. That's adorable. <laughs> Uh, when the Fratelli brothers argued, Anne Ramsey really slapped Robert Davey. She was told to hit him as hard as she could. Wow. Good, because he's a piece of shit. Is he a piece of shit in real life? He's a huge Trumpster. Oh, is he really? Which yep. one is he? He's yeah, like, you oh, should yeah, take no, a look that, at his Twitter. No, I won't. Yeah, you that, don't need that, to. That, uh, that tracks. He directed that a film tracks. about Hunter Biden recently okay so we'll just leave it at that <laughs> um, we'll just fucking leave it at that <laughs> the pirate ship was entirely real 
it, that like when they first, I mean, I haven't seen this movie in, I don't even know how long, but like when they first come upon it, I'm like, that is a fucking sweet ass set. And they didn't show any of the actors, the set until they filmed that scene to get real reactions. Wow. But then Brolin screamed, uh, what did he scream? I'll get back to it. Hold on. The the pirate ship was entirely real. All the shots were filmed in the ship. After the film, it was offered to anyone who would take it, and no one wanted it. So the oh. ship was scrapped. Oh, wow. The cast was not allowed to see the pirate ship before the scene was shot because Richard Donner wanted to catch their genuine reactions. Uh, but when they did see it, Josh Brolin screamed, holy shit. So they had to reshoot it. Oh, my God. <laughs> It was shot mostly in sequence, um, which is actually weird, which is actually why I don't know that I could ever do a movie or be good in a movie because shooting out of seek that's weird to me. Yeah, that seems weird <laughs> to me too. Uh, <laughs> uh, there are bats in the film and they were made out of crumpled black pieces of crepe paper that were shot out of an air cannon. Oh, wow. Uh, Let's see. There was some other ones. The mom was only uh, 18 years older than Sean Astin and only 15 years older than Josh Brolin. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's weird. I told Joe, like, it's so weird that Josh Brolin made this movie and then, like, disappeared for 20 years. Right. And then made, like, this resurgence. And it's yeah. like, is it a resurgence? Because he <laughs> um. Cindy Lauper co-wrote the theme song Goonies Are Good Enough and shot a music video that features a cameo by the film's executive producer, Steven Spielberg. Ah. Um, the 12-minute video basically tells the movie story as a musical. Um, Cindy Lauper plays Cindy, a new Goonies recruit, and the Bangles play Pirates. Oh, I'll have to look that up. Um... During filming, Martha Plimpton made a bet with director Richard Donner that she would stop biting her nails. Donner paid up several years later while they were doing the DVD commentary. <laughs> I think that's cute. Several years later. It was probably a lot of years later. Yeah. Uh, the real life banter between Joe Pantaleono and Robert Davey during their joint audition won them the roles for the movie. Uh, John Matuzak Sloth is wearing a t-shirt of the Oakland Raiders, a team which he once played for in real life. Oh. Um. <clears throat> The swearing within the film was deliberately and strategically placed so it can easily be drowned out by broadcasters who wish to remove it. If you watch closely, it often happens when there's a lot of background noise, like the police car chase at the beginning of the film, or when there is running water or another loud source of sound nearby. Hmm. This way, the broadcaster can lose a profanity in the sound mix or can cut a couple of seconds off the footage without losing any significant happening on the screen. Interesting. Uh, the late Corey Haim auditioned for the role of Mouth, but that obviously went to Corey Feldman, but that's where they met at oh. the audition for Goonies. The film had a couple of Easter eggs related to Gremlins, which had Steven Spielberg and Chris Columbus as executive producer and writer, respectively. When Chuck calls the police, the officer says this call is like the prank about creatures that, mul that multiply when you throw water on them. Oh. And another Easter egg is there's a Gremlins action figure in Mikey's room. Ah. Um, no uncut version has been released on home media, but when basic cable or local stations air the film, the version used includes the stop and shop and the giant octopus sequences from the movie. Have you ever seen the octopus sequence? Joe showed it to me afterwards. Yeah. Because it's weird because they kept in that line at the very end when the news is talking to all the kids. Yes. Yes. And dad is like, well, we fought off that octopus. And I'm like, yeah, what like, fucking octopus? You, <laughs> uh, well, now you're just telling lies. <laughs> and then Joe's like, well, so yeah, after we went out to YouTube and he showed me the octopus sequence, which is so weird that they cut it because yeah, it's perfectly fine. And it's really so short. Like it was a matter of it like, really is. three minutes. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird. So weird. Um uh to do to do. Uh though they were divorcing at the time, they were currently going through divorce, 
Patty Duke claims that she and John Aston held hands and sobbed through the entire film when they saw it for the first time. Oh, isn't that so mean? That's sweet. Yeah, when Joe said that about Patty Duke, I was like, well, when I was growing up, her name was Patty Duke Aston. So yes, it was just so. shoved in my face. Right, 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 right. And that's his adoptive father. Oh, really? He adopted him. Yeah, that's not his birth father. Oh, interesting. Oh, my gosh. The real last names of all the Goonies all end with the letter N. Oh, wow. Aston, Brolin, Cohen, Feldman, Green, Plimpton, and Quan. Wow. Uh, Jeff Cohen, who played Chunk, is now uh, in a, uh, okay, wow, a entertainment lawyer. Oh. So he's making bank, my friend. Um, But I, I just, I love this movie so much. I just love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I love the mom. Why is her arm broken? Why? why is it broken just to have it broken yeah uh actually that's interesting i didn't uh yeah i didn't pick i mean i, I saw that it was broken but i didn't have that same thought but now that you mentioned it, i'm like oh yeah <laughs> why is it broken uh i want the house clean when they tear it down <laughs> <laughs> did you yeah. see this movie in the theaters i did not i was i told joe i was too old for this movie when it came out sure to like fully be on board with it sure you know i was like in high school or graduating from high school when it came out okay so but i do i do love it i don't remember when i would have seen it on home video um but it does also takes me back and reminds me of the times it's like the perfect 80s film yes just with all the themes of kids doing you know, saving the day. Um, I feel bad for Lupe Antaveros. Um, I didn't remember that she was in this movie. Mm -hmm. And then she shows, and you know, she's in that police chase at the beginning in the middle of the road. And then Joe's like, Oh, but she's going to make a difference at the end. And then, um, Mm -hmm. so then when the mom brings her in, I'm like, Oh God, is she the housekeeper? (laughs) Yeah. Um, who doesn't speak any English. Yeah. Um, and I just love her so much. But there's also, there's an alternate ending on YouTube. I don't oh. know if you've seen it, where the whole end of the movie takes place at the house and not at the beach. Really? And they show her finding that bag in, oh. she's in the house. And she picks up the jacket and she finds it and she comes running out onto the porch. Everyone's like in the driveway. And she's okay. like, yeah, so it's interesting. I'm like, that seems so weird. Um, but yeah, it's just, it really is just so fun. It mm. reminds me of, I don't, my childhood seems weird because I wasn't a child when it came out, but it just is such a quintessential 80s mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. Um, that's just so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the kids are also great. The adventure is great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think it's a really great movie. I love it too. The score. The score. Is amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I just love it. I love and it. I love I how like Sean Astin gets all teary eyed when he finally sees one eyed Willie. It's so sweet. Um, yeah, I just love it. Uh, Anne Ramsey, who. Did you see um, Throw Mama from the Train? I did, but I don't remember a lot about it. She's so great in that. Um, so, yeah, I just, I think it's just, it's really great too. And I, I'm glad that we watched it because I, it's, I don't even know how long, 30 years since I've seen it. I mean, I watch it at least. I mean, I, I feel like I'm watching it every other week, so. And I didn't remember that data was short round in Indiana Jones. Yes. And so I was yep. afraid to mention it to Joe because I didn't want to seem like I was being racist. Um, so I quietly <laughs> looked it up on IMDb. I'm like, oh, it is him. So, um, And he's in something. He's in something. Shit, what movie is he in? Somewhere, everything, all at once. In your face. Oh, is he in that? I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really glad we watched this. It was just yeah, like a I love it. comforting 
little yeah sweater you put back on. It really was. It was. Yeah. Um. Now I know what you picked because I had to watch <laughs> it. Uh. What did you pick? So I went back and forth, but ultimately decided on Pecker from 1998, directed by John Waters, <laughs> which you hated. I didn't. I liked it. You did? I did. I liked it. Oh, my God. I just saw from your face. I thought you were like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we <laughs> No, I liked it. I did, too. I have only seen this movie one time. I did not remember so much of it. But I also liked it. She is so fucking <laughs> hey, hysterical. Mary. I know. Oh, my God. Calling everybody Mary is so. Everybody. everybody. <laughs> and I love when she gets. She are you gay? Uh, you wouldn't understand. Yeah, on the bus. It's so funny. And when she gets fired, and she's like, oh, but my whole life is trade. Um, so, so, sorry, sorry. Backtrack. Pecker uh, is a John Waters joint. If you've never seen John Waters, uh, it's a special brand of film. Which, it's so funny because I didn't, I just started watching. I've never seen it, and I just started watching it. I didn't look anything up about it. But Pecker, I'm like, I remember this. Sounds like a John Waters thing because that title. And it wasn't until, um, I think I wrote it down. Oh, it wasn't until the lesbian strippers that I was like, this is John Waters. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He has so, a distinct style. <laughs> <laughs> Pecker is played by Edward Furlong. Well, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you again. I always think Edward Furlong's dead. He's not. That is exactly what I said to Joe. He's I thought not he's the one dead, that's right? Dead. No, he's like, he's I don't not. think so. And he looked up, he's like, no, he's alive. I was like, oh, no, I thought he was it's, dead. Um, it's somebody else who sort of grew up in movies at the same time as him. Brad Renfro is dead. That's who it is. But I always think it's Ed Furlong. I'm like, oh, that's so I sad. think it's I always I think it's like, both of them. Why is that so, sad? <laughs> yeah. Uh so he plays Pecker, who lives in Baltimore, of course, because it's John Waters, and becomes an overnight sensation due to his photography mm-hmm. uh lily taylor plays the, the woman from new york who makes him famous christina ricci is his girlfriend martha plimpton is his sister uh mary Kay place who i also adore is his mother mink stole is in there for a hot second as the election which is so random that there's an election going on that they go vote <laughs> the whole time i'm like what are they voting for? <laughs> they nothing has ever been mentioned. No, they don't talk nothing. about it. You don't see election posters anywhere. Nope. It's not like you can put two and two and two together. All of a sudden, Christina Ricci is voting. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> yep. She could be anywhere. She'd be going to the grocery store, library. Right. But right. no, she's going to vote. Yeah, I picked that up. I was like, oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> So, yeah, Martha Plimpton is his older sister. She works at a gay bar. She's sort of a bartender MC who announces all of the male strippers. Uh, and they have a no teabagging policy. <laughs> He's going to stop teabagging the customers. You're going to get fired. <laughs> his grandma has this Virgin Mary puppet doll thing that she <laughs> manipulates and is saying, full of grace, full of grace. Um but it's crazy, wacky fun. It is. It's, um, yeah, it's definitely uh, John Waters light, but it's, uh, it is. it's fun. It's short, which is really the reason why I picked it. Um, it's not even an hour and a half long, so. Nothing is sexier at a strip club than the stripper being in tidy whities I was like, well, sir, get different underwear, <laughs> sir. Um... And then, oh, the other thing that was so funny to me, which made sense when it was John, when I figured it out it was John Waters, was the pandemonia that happened at the grocery store just because they put random items in people's carts. Yes. Everybody in the grocery store checked out at the same time. That's number one. Yep. And then as it, as they're checking out, this isn't mine. What are you? <laughs> and, it's, and I'm like, what? Just don't buy that thing. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand why this is a riot right now. Oh, it's John Water. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, I also um 
Oh yeah, Patty Hearst also shows up. Um, yes. I thought you were saying Patty Duke, and I was like, she does. How Patty weird. Duke shows up. <laughs> A uh, John Waters staple. <laughs> I loved, loved, loved little Chrissy, who just See, could not get enough sugar. <laughs> you made me uncomfortable. I was like, oh, oh my god! And at the end, when the CPS just comes in and gives her pills, and yeah. the parents are like, yeah, all right. Like, yeah. <laughs> here's a bottle of ritalin here's some ritalin she needs it and we could detect that from a picture in a paper (laughs) and And she does special effects now oh cute yeah she worked on one of the star wars (gasps) oh hello um yeah so that was fun and interesting oh she worked on spider-man far from home Oh, oh, she's big time. Yeah. Yeah. The Spy Who Dumped Me. I mean, that's not big time. Ant-Man <laughs> and the Wasp, Deadpool, uh, oh, Force she's... Awakens. Okay. She yeah. knows what she's doing. Yeah. So good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Um, I thought Christina Ricci was great in it. Yeah. She um, was in that in-between Christina Ricci and- phase. Yes. And once you realize it's John, like if I had gone in knowing that I, I probably would have liked it more, Mm. but when I didn't, I I mean, I liked it. I, I was like, why is this dude? He's taking, people would not let him take pictures like this. This is weird. What is happening? And then the grocery store happened. I'm like, what is going on? I don't understand (laughs) what is happening. Um, And then and then we're at a lesbian. I was like, what is the lesbian stripper was so angry. What are you looking at? And as she's stripping, yeah. yells at the men, what are you looking at? <laughs> lesbian Bush is wearing his hair. I'm like, oh God, why? Why is this happening? <laughs> and then then I re- I was like, oh, this is John Waters. And I gave it a goog. I was like, okay, so now all of this makes sense. <laughs> because before I was like, am I missing? I'm not in on the joke, am I? No, I'm not. And then once I was in on the joke, I was like, okay. But you know something that occurred to me? What is her name? Lily? Lily? Taylor. Lily Taylor. I She's one of those people I'm like, oh, I like Lily Taylor. But then it occurred to me, every character she's played annoys the shit out of me. Mm. Did so you see The I Conjuring? Like I did see The Conjuring. But see, they have been proven to be hacks. The Liars Conjuring? and hacks. The, yes, the... um The Warrens? Yes. Oh. I mean, I know it's shocking that they would be lying right. about something like that. I still like the movies, but, except the third one. Um, I Which one's the third one? There's the devil one where, made me do it. There's one with the guy, the face and the guy, and the face isn't scary. He mm. looks like a kabuki. I don't know. Maybe that's not even the conjuring. It has the same guy in it, Patrick. Oh, whatever. Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So no, I liked it. It was cute. I liked that Christina Ricci was obsessed with working at the laundromat. <laughs> Yeah. Like she was really proud of it, <laughs> and not that you shouldn't be proud of working at the lot. She was just, like, it was her life. Like yeah. she loved it, and Martha Plimpton loved working at the gay strip joint. <laughs> but when she says, "Are you gay?" Ugh, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. That's so funny. Hey, Mary. <laughs> hey, Mary. What are you? Why are you? Oh, well, if you're if gay, people call everyone Mary. That's not how it works. Hey, Mary. Uh, everyone <laughs> literally everyone is mary oh and what is with the fucking food stand next to their house oh yeah the grandma sells like pit beef yeah what is pit beef i don't know what that is and she put did she put mayonnaise on that one like she just sold they just showed her selling one sandwich <laughs> and and then another guy came and was there and was mad that she yeah. wasn't ready but she had to show pecker for the virgin mary right uh, pit beef is a dish of roast beef prepared over a charcoal fire. Oh, thank God, because I had other things in mind and none of them were good. Um, yeah, I didn't even know if it was a real thing. 
I didn't know that it was a real thing either, but it, you know, it was Chad Waters, so I was like, what right, is exactly. Oh, God. It is often uh, <laughs> thinly sliced and served on a Kaiser roll. Okay. That sounds delicious. Accompanied by uh, mayonnaise. Oh, the other thing I like was when the, at the end of the movie when they go back to the strip club. <laughs> that stripper's parent shows up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like... I'm okay. They give me blowjobs. I'm still straight. <laughs> yep. I thought you were queer. I'm not queer. I'm trade. Trade. <laughs> trade is my life. Calling <laughs> 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 oh, everyone Mary fucking <laughs> killed me. It's so like, funny. That's not how it works. Especially that is not yeah, how coming it works. from a straight woman with hair that is so teased so high. <laughs> she looks really weird with black hair. She does. <laughs> oh, you know, I love your big sister, but we do not approve of her job. <laughs> it's sweet. It's so in its dumb. own way. It's in its own way. Like, yes, you have to go into it knowing it's John Waters. Otherwise, you're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah. But it's funny. I laughed several times. Yes, she is. She is a. I like no teabagging. <laughs> we told and you to stop that. All those straight people try to show up, and the guy's like, "Show me your gay ID." <laughs> Straights, get out of here! <laughs> show me your gay ID. Oh God, damn it! It's so good. It's one of those things that John Waters is one of those things that. Knowing it's him makes all the difference because if you didn't know it was him, you'd be like, Oh my, ooh, this is real homophobic. Ooh, and then you're like, yeah, Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's John. Wa- oh, okay, he's not making fun of gay people, he's making fun of the straight people. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. But if it, if you didn't know, you'd be like, Ooh, oh, I, like, <laughs> ooh. and then you're like, Oh, it's John Waters, it's hilarious. Continue, you may continue, Mary. <laughs> Uh, and, then, and then his best friend ends up working at the strip club because yeah, he can't well, steal it because he can't steal anymore <laughs> ah, ah. Oh, it's good it's real good it's real good uh the movie i almost picked was called mass or it's still called mass it never <laughs> stops being called mass just because i didn't make you watch it it's very good you should check that out as well it's, yeah it's, i have wanted to real see it sad. it's real and sad i have not seen it so i do want to watch it it's real real sad but she is so fucking good in it yeah, she needs she needs more recognition for her work. I she feel. really does because she is a dramatic actress. She is comedic. I mean, she's just she's so well rounded. She is. Mary. She can do it all. She can. Full of grace, <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> oh, you're straight. You don't understand. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that to people randomly, <laughs> even though I am. Oh, you're straight. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't understand. Wait, what? Oh, Mary. Oh, Mary. <laughs> That's what gay people call everyone. <laughs> well, this has been a delight. It has been a delight. I knew it was going to be sick, and it was. <laughs> Real tight. It was tight. It was toit. <laughs> toit. Oh. And noise. And noise. Oh, God. <laughs> gross stop it you pick the wee pod yes yes but here's what's going to happen i'm going to get put us back on a full schedule next week okay because the week after will be my tech week and it will be easier for me to do a wee pod that week oh so we're going to shake things up so who are we doing there well and again i'm going to mix it up a little bit oh okay so based on my latest reading adventures Okay. I don't want to do a person. I want to do 1999. So I want us to pick a movie that came out in 1999. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay. With a funny lady. Okay. okay. And okay. I want to. Okay. I want to hear about your 1999. Okay. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, we're so going to do this with the 80s at some point. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> I just creamed my pants. Okay. 
Yes. 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 Sorry, that was probably really obnoxious. I apologize. I love it. Good. I'm it. glad. I, I was it, I yeah it. just listening to that book and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I'm like, that. I want to know uh, about Suze's 1999. Because I, yeah. I was just so lost in my own experiences. I, and Yeah, I don't know that 1999. I didn't see a lot. I was in, was I in college? Yes, I was in college. So I didn't have a lot of time. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see, see what comes up. We'll see what comes up. Yeah. We'll see what sticks to the ball. As they say, as, as everyone says, as they say, Mary. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So we'll come back and talk about 1999. Not the Prince album. Although he could be a funny lady. That is true. (laughs) A diminutive funny lady. A diminutive funny lady. (laughs) All right. So you can write us an email at three funny ladies at gmail.com or follow us on Insta three funny ladies podcast or there you could slide into the DMS. And also, you can smash that like button. Oh, God, I hate you so <laughs> much. And thanks, right. as always, for joining us on this journey. On, on, our, on our journey. And I was going to add something to it, but I be didn't. be back so. next week. Okay, bye. Okay, bye, Mary. Bye.